0: There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ShumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Block Talk Radio. There is no
1: earthy
2: way of knowing. (laughs) Good man (laughs) Which direction we are going. That Reckville Camino, it would have been the Dead We have reached a tipping point.
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for the Tipping Point special guests, the Strong Style Psychotank and the Reverend Dan Wilson. But when you talk about old guys that just seem to keep getting better, who better than Larry Goodman and Steven Platinum? No.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> How are you well, you doing
1: tonight, Larry?
3: We're old. Whether we well, I'll speak for myself. Whether <laughs> I'm getting better or not, I don't know. But I'm definitely <laughs> old and a, 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 apparently in need of an intervention, based on the photos from the uh, show last night at or Saturday night at Southern Fried. <laughs> I do love your
1: retort, which is you would never fucking drink (laughs) Miller Lite.
3: That was, I thought, pretty hysterical. Yeah, well, I mean, he was he was definitely stacking them up there, as you could see. (laughs) Oh man, (laughs) and he's it it was true. His commentary: the more he drank, the better his commentary got. (laughs) There was that was absolutely (laughs) true. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it was a fun night out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, a big weekend. yeah. What was, that, what was that like,
1: Larry, being there in that atmosphere? I'm sure the crowd was on hype and just going bonkers for everything. What did that feel like to be in like a real
3: full crowd, real yeah, we, hyped you, crowd? It was wonderful. And, you know, so you, so that building is naturally super loud. And then you put that many people in there. And you know reactions for like when Manders came out, when David, David Manders came out. I mean that place just went completely bonkers for that. They went bonkers a number of times during that show. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was pretty intense with that many people in that lot of a space. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot cool. of fun. We got big weekend coming up here with like I don't know how many shows Rob Rod has counted up for this weekend, but. Geez.
1: Well, at one point it was 11, and then he realized there were a couple more on top of that. Um, so, I mean, you're looking at 13 shows in three days, basically. I mean, this, this, this notion that, I mean, if you're any good at all, I think if you just throw in a pair of long underwear, you can get booked somewhere, <laughs> right? I mean, there's a lot of spots to fill. And it's good for the guys. I mean, they get to get out there, they get to really, they get to wrestle as much as they want to wrestle. Really, they really get to get that ring time in. So.
3: Hey, so um, I know we were going to talk about the uh, some of our thoughts on the um, awards at the mid-year point, but I did have a couple thoughts on your um, full disclosure news and commentary okay. from, from this week. One was oh just one th- one thing I wanted to add when you were talking about the promotions that drew four hundred and five hundred people, you left out Southern Violence and Wrestling. They did hit four hundred this year. They haven't hit oh it repeatedly, gosh, you're, but they did hit four hundred. I think right. it was in March. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. Holy, it, holy,
1: Larry, has it ever? Have you ever had six no, promotions
3: at four hundred? No. no. No,
1: <laughs> it's never happened, <laughs> and, and not just six six promotions. We're talking six promotions with widely differing theories, styles, yeah. booking patterns. I mean, wow! That's a that's a remarkable indication of the health of wrestling in the state. That sure, sure is.
3: Now uh, you know you mentioned in your news and commentary a couple of promotions that. He had not been doing so well, and I mean, you talked about viral and the unfortunate name they're carrying post-pandemic. Um, and I was yeah. thinking about what else. If, if you were going to do VPW, what else could you do? You know, victory's already shaken, and you sure don't want to go there. But what? Well, like, what else could you do with a V and keep the VPW? That's a great and, question. You know, I mean, you know, originally,
1: P, or, originally PCW was not platinum, right? I mean, the story goes that I thought, oh, because we're rising up from the ashes of WCW, we'll be Phoenix. And then someone pointed out to me after I had the graphics done, like, Phoenix is the name of a major city in a different state, dumb shit. And I went, (laughs) oh, yeah. So I I just thumbed through a creative loafing, and I thought, oh, because, you know, it's like it's Atlanta, so it's hip-hop central, so it's like platinum this and platinum that. And I went, oh, platinum championship wrestling, that sounds like a thing. And that's how I went with it for V. um, Yeah, you can't do victory. Um, You probably don't want to do vagina. So, (laughs) you know, I I, don't I don't know the answer. I I mean, visceral. um, Vanguard is
3: breaking new ground.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I guess
3: you could do Vanguard. I mean, I don't, you know, that's not the greatest, but viral is definitely (laughs) problematic. Yeah. I mean, I was obviously having some fun with
1: it, but I mean, that was really serious stuff. That's why, you know, at first I picked joking ones, right? Like golden shower, (laughs) fireworks and all that. But like, I mean, that AIDS thing was serious. Mm -hmm. And that, Mm -hmm. I mean, that ended that company. I looked into it deeper and it was like, it ended that company. It ended the umbrella company that that product was under. <laughs> That's how cataclysmic that name was. And, uh yeah, I don't know. I mean, and who's to say they just can't rebrand entirely, you know?
3: Well, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I really enjoyed that show, the viral show that I went to a few weeks back. And... um You also mentioned Peach State, you know, now they're going into their anniversary show, and they did not do well at this last show last Saturday night. And one of the things I thought about both viral and um, Peach State is looking at the choices of big names they're bringing in for their next show, and, like, they just left me cold. Now, maybe that's just me, but, like, James Storm – coming back again to Viral. They did well with James Storm before, but he's been there before. I think he's been there twice before. I think this is his third time at Viral. And um, Peach State bringing Buff Bagwell and and Raven's going to be there. To me, those all seem like played out. Like, um, you know, and and I compare that with IWE, like bringing in a Hammerstone, which seems to be really paying off for them. I mean, I, I know we're talking about different types of things there, but I, I don't see, I just don't see the payoff with those guys.
1: In in this age of cryptocurrency and stocks being hot, um, there's people who seem like a hot fucking ticket item, and there's people that are not, and Raven is not, but Bagwell most certainly is not, and James Storm I don't think is a hot ticket either. I mean, Hammerstone's a good example, and he's wrestling O'Shea Edwards right? You're going to see those two slabs of beef freaking (laughs) going at it. Like, that's, to me, I mean, I was just like, that's a legitimate big fight feel. Has there been bigger in the state? I can't think of it, you know? I mean, you certainly could make a pairing, right? Michael Judas, it would be very fun to watch him against certain people, but, I mean, my God, you know? Hammerstone's one of those guys that I follow and I see clips of him doing that fricking finisher of his (laughs) and I just go like, yikes, man. I mean, you know, the spectacle of getting to see and meet that guy is very exciting and it's a hard thing to do. You know, I've talked to Matt Hankins before about, you know, who can you bring in? Um, It's, that's a tough question. It's tougher than it used to be a few years ago.
4: Mm -hmm. Um, Because the
1: landscape has changed so much. You know, now, I mean, with AEW seemingly booking just about every indie name you can think of, and now you have groups like GCW and ICW who are now touring the country, Larry. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, like, would it be cool to see John Wayne Murdoch? Absolutely. Absolutely. But at the same time, like, you can probably go see them. And, you know, IWTV and all this stuff, it's just I don't think it's the same as bringing in somebody to draw. And, you know, like, action brings in a lot of people who are fun to see and you can see them before they break out and that kind of thing. And that's definitely cool. But, you know, would J.D. Drake have a value now that he had – Six months ago, I don't think so. Because now it's like he's mm-hmm. on AEW Dark all the time.
3: So, well, speaking of which, this is a big show for action coming up Friday night. In the sense that they're lowering ticket prices and hoping to draw a bigger house. Now, I know that's you know the, the IWTV connection is really important for them. But I, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time they've uh, uh, gone with a um, single show instead of a double header and shooting to, you know, bring their prices back down to I think what 1520 uh right. instead of 4050 um when you put both shows I mean, together
1: 100 plus people looks better than less than 100. I don't yeah. care what argument people want to make. The crowd sound better, they look better, and when you just have two rows of people around the ring. That's a studio show, Larry. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care. I don't care how people want to paint it, or what they want to say about it. I mean, drawing ninety when you're selling a high ticket price is really great. Um, but I mean, you certainly would rather have two hundred for the same money. Mm-hmm. You know, if you told yeah. people right now, would you rather have twice the same, twice the amount of people with the same money? They would say yes. I don't, I, and you would be insane to say no. The only group that would maybe refuse that is Mucha Lucha because they're like, "Dude, we can charge fifty bucks for general admission, so we ain't worried about your theory." And I get that, you know. But beyond them, um, you know, having those numbers makes makes everything look better. It
3: makes their videos on IWTV look better. Yeah, that know. that building is a wonderful place to be in when they had their 150 to 200 people in there. Great atmosphere. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, if they get that this fr- Friday night, they're going to be in really good shape. That, that's going to be a very Matt, th-
1: Matt Griffin put up a clip of him fighting um, Billy Buck in the playground. And oh, yeah. what struck me was how many people were there to follow them out to the playground. Yeah. and going nuts for everything. Like yeah, Matt fun. Griffin would raise his arms, and they would cheer. And it's like you cannot simulate. I mean, I mean, as WWE found out, a crowd is a crowd. <laughs> and you can have all the fancy people on a screen that you want. It's not the same. And the NBA, who did as good a job as anybody, right? With here's how we deal with COVID and all the rest of it it's not the same as this playoff atmosphere when there's fans there. It's not even close.
3: No, (laughs) no, there's no comparison. One other thing I wanted to touch on before we bring on our guests. um, You mentioned in uh, news and commentary, both the um, send off for jagged edge at Southern fried and um, Danny only's work at the uh, death mat show. And um, I I couldn't agree more on either point. Um, And I thought, boy, we don't have one, but if we had a comeback of the Year award, Danny only would be looking looking like he'd be the guy for that this year he's he's you know he's gone he's done good work in a number of different places in a number of different type of matches um m- kudos to that guy, yeah, yeah,
1: it was important for me to say um and by the way, i had well, i'm gonna put this on Patreon. I had a a lengthy conversation with Jagged Edge today,
4: (laughs) really unexpectedly. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I'm going to talk about that on Patreon. But, you know, Danny is somebody who, I mean, he's just been through it. Now, a lot of it's self-inflicted. I'm not going to just suddenly let him off the hook of that stuff. But, you know, good work is good work, right? When you're doing a better job in a death match than Brad Cash, I'd say you're doing a pretty good job. And uh you know, Danny's out to prove something and at the same time he seems like he's kind of relaxed about it, which is mm-hmm. I think a good mental state to be in. You mm-hmm. know? So mm-hmm. Just going out that's, there and letting it
3: fly. That's certainly the feeling I've got from being around him at the times I have been at Anarchy is exactly what you just said. Um he's coming yeah. there to do it to do a good job and um and he's doing a good job. And um yeah. In harmony with what's happening, wanting to co- contribute. It's really fun. It's been really good to see.
1: That is excellent. I mean, it's just good news. I mean, I know I get, I'm more famous for sort of bashing people and dragging them around, and certainly I do my fair share of that, but I also like to highlight when things are going well, as they are in Georgia Wrestling, and for the guys that are doing better, um, I think it's important to point
3: out. Well, Speaking of guys who things are doing well for, (laughs) who have a huge weekend
1: before Uh, them,
3: and more beyond that, we are thrilled to have with us at this point the man himself, the strong style psycho tank, and the Reverend Dan Wilson. Welcome to the tipping point, gentlemen.
5: What's up, fellas? How y'all doing?
1: Hey, guys. Good to hear from you.
2: Good to be here. Yeah, thank you for having us. It's been a while since we've been on the old tipping point, but glad to be back.
3: (laughs) I'm always glad when I can hear that voice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, Tank, I'm going to fire the first question to you. So I just took Mm -hmm. a look at that great promo, that you and Dan did in anticipation of your match with John Wayne Murdoch. Um, and in most of these promos that you guys have done, you've spoken at some point, but in this one you decided not to. Why did you decide to not speak in this one?
5: I didn't really think I needed to. Dan had it all laid out, what he was going to say, and I pretty much was like, yeah, I don't need to talk. <laughs> so that's why I Got Dan to cut the promos because I can't freaking do them. Or wherever I be, I cuss too much, you know, and I said TP, which you don't really need to get every time. And then I actually watched a promo again today because this shit fires me up,
1: and gives the bump. Yeah, yeah. Dan, do you feel like um, you were kind of? I mean, I'll just be blunt, right? It's not an easy time to be a manager, period, in wrestling. And certainly Tank is the draw, right? Like this, this idea of him coming back, doing these matches, hanging with these guys, getting their respect. But how hard has it been for you? Because I feel like that promo, I mean, it was on ICW's website, right? They're obviously thrilled with it. D'Amato is sharing the damn thing. So you've broken through, at least that's my impression. How hard was it in your estimation to sort of get that respect as the manager? Because they don't really do the manager thing there.
2: Well, you know, <laughs> I, I've been doing this as a manager since 2005 and, you know, been working in the business since around 1999 and as a non-wrestler this entire time. And one thing that I've learned in that role is that it is a never-ending battle of having to prove yourself everywhere you go, uh, even in the circles where you're respected Um, You're you're not a wrestler. You're not the draw. And so the idea of the position is to be in a position that you are getting the talent over or at least helping get the talent over. And uh, as a manager, it's, it's not a commodity that's really sought after these days. So um, yeah, it, it's it's difficult almost every time, but especially in this new world where um, I don't say death match wrestling is a new world for me because it isn't at all. I mean, you know, I've done commentary on a lot of the old Carnage Cup shows, and you know we did yeah. hardcore deathmatch match stuff in the South for many years. Just you know, it wasn't like an every match thing; it was the blow off for a month long program. But you know, it's not a world. I'm unfamiliar with, but still, like, I had been retired for three freaking years, and so, uh, you know, it was really like a whole adjustment period of trying to figure out where I fit in, because the old school, like, southern heat thing doesn't really work in this environment, and and so I feel like I have, but every opportunity that I'm out there is a learning experience on, on what I can do better to enhance tank. And the whole thing means the world to me because he's one of my best friends. I've been managing him on and off since I started managing in 05. And so I'm really willing to pull out all the stops and eat all the shit sandwiches I've got to eat to help make this run with him work and get over and be super special. Excellent.
3: I'm curious to hear from both of you. Let me ask Tank first. Your mindset going into that weekend in Orlando? Uh, you mean Tampa? Uh, yeah. In Tampa, excuse me. Yes, the weekend in Tampa.
5: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I was only going to do a couple matches. I was like, I'm 50 years old. I'm going to do a couple matches here and there. Just to say I rest with a 50 years old. Well, we went in. I had the match with Manders, and it turned out really, really good. You know, mm-hmm. got all the Twitter buzz, and I was like, well, that was cool. but then when Jess King didn't show up and DeMonto asked me if I wanted his spot, I was like, yeah, you know, and I was a nervous wreck. And then after that match, I mean, hell, I was one of the – me and Dan were one of the most talked-about acts of the WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. And uh, just kind of went from there, and I was just kind of like, well, you know, maybe – Maybe they'll they'll bring me back and then that was on Saturdays, we came home Sunday and then like Wednesday DeMonto hit me up and was like, Hey, I want you at Boardwalk Buds and I was like, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. And then he was and then Indianapolis shows, he goes, You wanna do Indianapolis shows? And I was like, Uh, yeah So as long as he keeps after I'll I'll keep going, you know.
1: So what did you think of when, when When did you find out about Murdoch? When was that uh talked about with you?
5: On April we did a show in Knoxville on May first, so it was that was a Saturday. It was the day before. Uh the Friday before, I guess April thirtieth, whatever it was, the last day of April is. He hit me up and I was like, uh I'm going to change things up. I'm going to do you and Murdoch. And I was like, are you sure? Because, you know, I'm the old guy. And he was like, all right, fuck it, man. He goes, you'll bring it. And I go, well, I'm pretty sure I will. But, you know, (laughs) bringing me in against their their top guy my second time out, you know, it was uh, really an honor to even be offered that spot. And then he's got his main event. And like that show's got so many great matches. And I'm going to have to show my ass off to, to keep up with these young bucks <laughs> and yeah. to do some yeah, stuff, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, because, and, Dan, you could speak on this. I mean, wrestling right now is a young man's game, of course. It always has been. But deathmatch wrestling is a very young man's game, right? <laughs> people people don't grow old in the deathmatch game, right, generally speaking. Um so, Dan, like, when, uh, you know, thinking about when you're going to cut this promo about Murdoch, you went in the complete direction of Murdoch is great. And then when you turned it with that, you've got to tell me the process, because I know I mean, you're a creative guy. I think I'm a creative guy. Like, that fucking line about eating the steak <laughs> and slaughtering the sacred cow how did, how did that fucking happen? Do you remember the moment where that line struck you? Because I think it's, it's maybe the greatest line we've heard in a promo, along with Hankins making an uh, allusion to the Minnesota cops thing. I think those are t- the two best lines I've heard this year. How did that line happen?
2: <laughs> I appreciate the kind words. Um, that actually is a great story. I, I made a tweet about this, and it got quite a bit of, of interaction. I said, you know, it's a good line when it wakes you up out of a dead sleep at 3 a.m., and that is the shoot. <laughs> I was asleep dreaming about promos, apparently. Uh, and just woke up at 3 a.m. like with that line in my head, and I immediately pulled out my notes app and wrote it down, and uh, that was the the money line for that promo, and one of my favorite ones ever, so I'm glad that you appreciated it.
1: Oh, yeah. That's great shit. I wish I could be there, but I'm going to be watching it um, on IWTV. I would suggest everybody do the same on this um tank what's your mentality i mean obviously you and murdoch are going to work out whatever you're going to work out what's your kind of mentality going into this match because i know you have other matches coming up but that one to me is so fascinating and so cool um what's your thinking going into the match well like dan said in the promo
5: which is legit i mean this is probably the biggest match of my career and I've had some big matches in 25 years, you know, with Riddle in my retirement match and, and a couple of matches I had with Shatter and just, you know, working New Jack and I built a butcher. But this one, my mentality is just to go out there and uh, see if I can hang because he is definitely one of the top two or three match wrestlers in the world, not in the United States, in the world. See if I can go out there and hang with him, and not embarrass myself. <laughs> That's the main thing. But I truly think it'll be fine. I'm, I'm, I am my own worst critic. I'll text Dan from time to time, being like, "Yeah, I'm not so sure about this shit," and he has to like kept me back up. But by the time we get there Friday, I'll uh, yeah. I'll be dead set on whipping his ass. (laughs) (laughs) Nice.
3: (laughs) Hey, you guys. I was curious what your what it was like stepping back into the um, Landmark Arena Saturday night for the uh, PWG show.
5: It was cool. I uh, that was my twentieth anniversary in that building, almost to the day. Wow. Uh, I had a. A couple of TV show TV matches in May, and we had Freedom Fight, which was in late June, two thousand one. So that was a big deal for me, and I knew it was a big deal for Insane Lane because that was the first time he'd been there. He had always wanted to wrestle there, so we I tried to make it as special as I could for him, and and I thought we had a hell of a match. I mean, Bailey was pissed that we were first, but I was like, dude. If we don't do the no rope barbed wire first. We're gonna be here until three o'clock in the morning setting this shit up.
2: Yeah, it's a lot
5: easier to take down than it is to set up. And they yeah. they did a good job. The the crowd was a little low, but they were loud, which is always a good thing. And
1: they they seemed to enjoy everything that happened that night.
5: Yeah,
1: I have a I have a question. I guess for. Sorry, Larry. Uh, no, I had a question for both of you. I was
3: just going yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: well, my 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 question was actually going to dovetail into that. So, Dan oh. and Tank, I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's a secret that, like, when you guys were inducted into the Landmark Hall of Fame along with Jeff and Iceberg, that that wasn't the good. It wasn't a good experience. I mean, it, like, none of you stayed for the actual show. Um, that kind of thing. And the atmosphere at Anarchy has changed completely. I think it's even safe to say it's done a 180, right? Like um, the whole feel of the building seems better. You know, the last two shows they've had have been the most people that have ever come to Anarchy. It just seems like a much more welcoming vibe. Did, did you – does that surprise you? Because i got to say, around the time you guys got inducted, I was like – they might as well close this shit up. <laughs> like, At least that was my mindset. It was just like, this thing just seems like a, I mean, they can't even treat these guys with respect and like Jeremy Vane couldn't get in and all this kind of horse shit. Are you surprised at how things have turned around and what are you credited to?
2: I, I mean, I I don't know what really to credit it to besides Matt Hankins' involvement, which I know has helped kind of steer things in a positive direction. But I think the whole business is in a much better spot than it was in mm. two or three years ago. Um, and, you know, like I would say the, the Hall of Fame induction was a bad time. It was a great honor. We definitely enjoyed being out there. and. And doing yeah. with AJ and all of that was was great, but like yeah, it was like we a lot of that also attributed to the fact that we were fucking over it at the time, like everything. <laughs> and and I wasn't <laughs> a fan of a lot of the executive decisions going on at the time and, and particularly the stuff like nickel and diamond the veterans that, that had you know built that arena and not letting them in the locker room that was uh that was a bit of a crawl in my you know but it's, it's yeah. whatever uh you know like i said everything's cyclical and you know like i'm, I'm not trying to be there all the time like I you know now I, I don't mind coming to do an occasional visit but like I do feel like for better or worse I got a reputation in my career that like I could only get over there it's not true obviously but I think some people think that so I'm trying to create a little
1: distance there mm. what about for you Tank Was what, what is it like being there now did did you think one there would still be wrestling in that building in 2021 and that you would still be there to be able to celebrate 20 years of going there. It's pretty crazy.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, w- I wasn't real sure if there would still be wrestling there, but apparently there's wrestling there every weekend. Some kind of promotion's running there. Uh, we uh, As far as the Hall of Fame, like, I didn't know any of that stuff about, you know, not letting some of the boys in until after, it was, it was a couple of days later, and after I talked to Jeff G. Bailey about it, I mean, I mean he mm. felt like, it was a slapping arm. You know, he, he didn't feel like we were respected. It was just like, okay, let's just do it, get it over with, and they can go on. Because like Dan said, at the time, I had no intention to rest again. And yeah, I was just kind of like, well, I'm I'm over it. And they, they, they hit me up. You want know, to go in the Hall of Fame? of course, you know, I'm going in with Iceberg and Bailey and Dan. So, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it was like we got our plaques and, me and my wife and kids, we got the hell out. I mean, I had no intention to stand <laughs> for the show. But like I said, you know, I didn't know all the, you know, like Alexander showed up. They made him pay. I'm like, come on, guys. guys. These guys, you know, busted their ass in that building. You couldn't even let them in to watch their buddies get inducted to the Hall of Fame. But I guess that's old news or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, but as far as it's like and like leading into that, I really didn't know what was going on at Anarchy. I didn't know hardly any other guys. But then, you know, from what I read and Larry's reports, it looks like it's a hell of a show now, and they're drawing good crowds. They got a hell of a setup. I mean, it's a totally different building from when I the first time I stepped
3: foot in there. Isn't it? Yeah, it really <laughs> is. <laughs> Larry. So. I know this is well an impossible question to answer, but I'm going to ask, or, uh, ask it anyway. Like, how far do you see yourself You guys see yourselves taking this thing? How far out are you already committed to things? Let me put it that way. We
5: we talked about it in Tampa. We're going to give it to Dallas WrestleMania weekend next year. Cool, and uh, that's kind of what our plan is. Maybe if it lasts that long because th- I'm sure it will. You know, I'd like to go to Dallas and do WrestleMania weekend, and, and if more stuff comes up after that, I'll, well, I'll keep on trucking. I mean, I, I feel like people want to see us, which is a good thing, because that was, that was one of my thoughts. Is like, man, nobody gives a damn about seeing the old fat guy. And then I had the match with Manders, and it streamed, and like, like Twitter just, you know, loved it. And, and I was like... That was cool. It was one of those things, you know, I knew it was a good match. I was like mm-hmm. I was like that was something special. But then that night with No Down the Cutter just kinda <laughs> pushed it over the edge. I was like, Okay, I'm
3: back in this for the long haul.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful.
2: Yeah, I I think to add on to that, you know, it it really is like as as long as Tank is wanting to do it, then we're going to do it. And, um, you know, as long as we're having fun and doing good stuff, who knows how long that could last. You know, we are, are, you know, the, the immediate goal is to make it to Dallas. Next year, but, you know, uh, it could possibly extend beyond that. We'll just just have to see. We're having a fucking blast right now. Maybe the most fun we've ever had, which is crazy to say after being, you know, gone for three years and haven't done it for so long. But it really is. Like, the ICW stuff in particular – Um, I get as excited about that show as I did for the old Wild Side stuff. um, It's like that level of like, okay, this is really something special, and it's really the kind of shit you live for in the wrestling business is to be a part of something that is truly unique and special and putting on quality product. Did, did,
3: Did you think it was possible, Dan, for you to get that excited about performing again in pro wrestling?
2: Did I think it was possible? Is that what you asked?
3: Yes. A few. Yes. Three years ago when you walked away, do you think it was possible? Did you think it was possible that you could get this fired up to perform again?
2: No. No. I, I really thought I was done, like for real. You know, I've taken several breaks, but I thought uh, in 2018 when I left, that was the end of the line, and um, I had no idea that – Wrestling would kind of hit its own resurgence, particularly indie wrestling and the match stuff, which I love. Like, I enjoy watching that stuff about as much as I enjoy participating in it. Um, Like, there's a trove of young guys that uh, now I really enjoy watching and and seeing. They're very creative. They're tough. Um, It's just a whole new breed of guys than than what I left. Like, those guys were out there, but those guys have hit their stride now, if that makes any sense. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: yeah. Mm
5: Yeah, I know, when I, first time I, the first time I'd seen ICW was, like, their debut show last January before the pandemic hit. And I was like, man, why didn't they have this cool shit when I was around? Yeah. Had a change. And, <laughs> and then they did the pit. I'm like, man, I, I, go, I, go, I was made for this, and now I'm gone. And then when it, uh, the opportunity came up to actually – Do it. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good to go, man. This is awesome. I mean, that was one place I wanted to go, at least one time, and that one time's turned into two more times, and hopefully many more times after that.
1: I, I think that you know, it's one of those old wrestling tropes that the best gimmicks are the real gimmicks, and it's very real. Like Tank missed out, you know, on. This sort of resurgence, and I think coming back with this idea of I set this table now I'm going to flip it over on you assholes. I think I think it's so great. I think it reads very effectively, and frankly, as much as we sort of imply, like oh, you know, it's really cool that you're getting to do ICW. I think it's to ICW. I think it's cool for ICW to have you. I think it enhances their product immensely and gives it sort of a depth and sort of a layering and this sort of, I think it's so cool. And I mean, it benefits them every bit as much as it benefits you guys, in my opinion, having seen so many of their shows that been there in person for all the Florida gigs, you know? So I, yeah. I just think it's just one of those great marriages um, that's worked out really well.
3: So tank, you've got obviously two, really top guys this first weekend in up in New Jersey, in Murdoch and Casanova-Valentine. Who else intrigues you that you'd like to face from in the ICW world?
5: Uh, Nolan Edwards, mm. Akira. Woo! And another match uh, that I've always wanted, but it never happened, and I may take an ass whipping, is Dan Moss. Oh. oh my god. <laughs> those those three uh I worked with uh Schlag before and that was awesome. I mean even even Reed Bentley. I mean I would i like to tangle with him. But Nolan Edward, Akira and uh well, Satu Jen, I'm gonna get the wrestle and Indianapolis, he was on the list. But mm. but Dan Moss, Nolan Edward and Akira would be my, my my top three that I'd like to tangle with somewhere down the road. I mean, because even back in the early 2000s, you know, Moss was doing the Ring of Honor stuff, and then yeah. I was doing the Wild Side, and I was like, man, I go, I was always like, I think we would mesh well together These we're two big, burly bitches, who hit hard and beat people up. And like I said, I may take an ass with them, but it'd be fun. And Justin Kyle's another one. He's a legit shooter.
4: Oh, I love Justin
5: Kyle. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still coming to Atlantic City next weekend with a broken face. His orbital bone is broken, and he's still going to work.
3: Jeez.
2: Yeah. I don't want to hear shit from the old-timers about how all these young guys ain't tough no more. I mean, well, you're looking in the wrong spot because these guys are (laughs) as tough as they
4: come. (laughs)
1: I mean, Living every, I every, my God, every no peace. And that's a place that I would love to actually see you guys. And plus I would get to see you guys is fucking no peace underground. I think that there's, I think the thought of a tank versus peril match <laughs> um, is something that would excite me as well. Um, Dan, um, like I, I know one of your guys things was, you know, for these, now that now that you're in demand, people want to have you there. You guys are going to be part of the Rumble Jack for Southern Honor. Um, are you looking forward, Dan, to being able to cut promos? Not that Southern Honor doesn't have people who can cut promos. They most certainly do. But they don't have anybody who cuts promos in the way that you do it. And and with that level of production, are you looking forward to uh, you and Tank showing up at Southern Honor for that Rumble Jack? Yeah, I I've been
2: really impressed with their production. I know um you know the 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 booker there and the producer is also involved in some of uh, AW stuff. So it's some really high quality stuff. I I mean, yeah, so absolutely looking forward to going back to Canton. We hadn't been to Canton in several years. Uh we used to pop up there pretty regularly for some of the uh the old outlaw Georgia indie promotions. <laughs>
3: Mm. Do you do you have any other Georgia dates on your calendar at this point beyond the uh Canton? Uh, that's the only uh, one. Dragon so far. Con? Dragon well, Con, we are gonna, gonna do gonna Dragon Con
2: wrestling this year. Alright. Nice. Um the that's league. the only one we have right now, right?
5: Yeah. Yeah, Southern Honor what, August sixth. Is that the date on that? Rumble Jack, yep. and then whatever dates I have after that, I guess we'll have to get with them and figure out what we're going to do. Nice. Well,
2: I mean, I'm, looking, just
5: so, I mean I'm just so. Please. I'm I'm looking forward to going back to Canton. uh cause I hear the show's great. I've watched uh, some of the stuff on IWTV, and I was like, that well, would be, you know, that's that's cool stuff, and I. I got some pretty big fellas down there I would like to tangle with. I'd go down and whip Cyrus again. I've never done anything with Logan Creed. i whip his ass, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> but,
3: nice. uh, but we
5: have been uh, the last. We're kind of in with the TWE show here in Chattanooga. We've been in a, their last two shows. they got a big show coming up. And I'm going to be working with uh, Derek Neal. I really like oh. that guy because he reminds he reminds me of me when I in two thousand one. But he's one of those guys. He's been around twenty years, and you know, and finally hit his stride mm-hmm. and started getting booked damn where.
1: Yeah, so cool. I, I mean, I'm just I'm just so happy for you guys. And it's one thing to watch people that you like and your friends get you know have a second run it's another thing to watch them actually like thrive and not just like you know it's like your friend's shitty college band right where you have to go like oh yeah no that was, that was interesting right <laughs> but you don't really mean it but, but I mean watching Tank I mean I was fucking five feet away when him and Manders are fucking stooling it they're sitting in the chairs punching each other in the face and just going like this is amazing and then seeing you and diamond cutter do your thing. Like, I mean, this is excellent. Like it's not just, it's not, it's not a nostalgia run, right? I dare say like, it's, it's just a great run. and It's just so much fun to watch you guys perform at this really high level and get rewarded for it. I mean, we're definitely in a different time in wrestling. You know, so it's just like, "Oh my God, people actually get rewarded for doing good work in a very direct fashion. Boy, that's nice, you know well, so I actually I'm care. Happy glad
2: you. You yeah. know, they they actually care about indie wrestling now, which is so bizarre to me. It's it's awesome, mm-hmm. but it's an adjustment period because, you know, for our whole, like, 20-year career, we were told that, you know, indie wrestling don't mean shit. N- nothing you do on the indies matters. It only matters if you get the big contract. And so now to see like all of this work that we put in being appreciated, whether it be the all these years later, it really means the world. Like I can't thank everyone enough that's had a, a small part in it.
1: Yeah.
5: Oh yeah, and like and like you said, Steve, you know, this at first I was kinda like, Yeah, this this is like a nostalgia act. No nah, man, this is a rebirth. You know, this is yeah. this is a rebirth. This is me fifty years old trying to hang with his young kids. And and I think I'm doing pretty damn good. So
3: I'd say so.
1: I I'd let you know if you were <laughs>
5: Yeah, you know that that's, that's what I want. I mean, you know, if I if I shit to bed Friday I want you to text me and be like, That sucks. I have to be better on Saturday. But I really don't think it's gonna happen. Gonna I don't think so, so either. And, I'm gonna be so <laughs> amped and fired up. I mean, hell, like I said, I'll probably watch that promo again and out I go to bed. So that, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it honestly gives me goosebumps. I mean, that night when we did it, you know, outside with the razor wire, I mean, I had goosebumps then. And there was some a couple of the kids were out there texting on their phone, and they both, one of them came up and was like, "Dude, that was the best promo I've ever heard in my entire life." And I told him, I go I go I go, You wanna learn promos, you sit and you talk with this guy right here. And he will teach yeah. you how to do promos. The best promo yeah. in the business
1: right now. I mean, I was not lying when I said right now it's it's Dan, it's Hank, and then it's Don Callis in wrestling period. And I mean I can't yeah. think of you know it's it's okay. And uh, again, just so wonderful. And uh, so Buzz on Boardwalk, um, people can watch it on IWTV if you can't make it there. Um, what nights are things going on?
5: We're there yeah, Friday
1: and Saturday.
2: Yeah, yeah we, we're there okay. Friday and Saturday. The event is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. ITW will be running four shows overall. We're on the Friday and Saturday night shows specifically, but it's a whole Convention around legalized marijuana in New Jersey, so it's gonna be a party all weekend long. You better be there in person, or I'm gonna be very disappointed in you. But I'll forgive you as long as you tune in live on IWTV. Just ten dollars a month gets you indie wrestling, the entire like history, a library of indie wrestling, and all the best modern indie wrestling that you can stream live. It's the best deal in town. <laughs>
5: I mean, this is what's crazy
2: is, is
5: is like I I don't I don't drink. I don't smoke weed. So I'm gonna be like a turd in a punch bowl up there. So everybody's gonna be off doing their thing. When I'm not getting my ass beat I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in the casino trying to win some money.
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> I wish I was, see, Tank, you and I would be hanging together. It would be yeah, all right. Exactly. All right. <laughs> mm,
4: definitely.
1: <laughs> well, guys, um, I mean, I would wish you luck, but you're not going to need it. Uh nope. I think, you know, just go up there and do your shit and show them what you can do, and that's going to be more. I mean, I can't wait to watch the shit. and It's going to be incredible.
3: Oh yeah! It's Thank be a good, you so much way. for having us. We're looking forward office. to it. It's been our pleasure. Definitely. Thank you.
1: All right, Thank guys. You.
2: Super
1: cool. Super cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, can you believe this madness, Larry? Can you believe no. this madness, Larry? No.
3: Who would have thunk it? <laughs> Yeah, this fifty years old,
1: and then you know what I? You know what's funny to me, Larry, is he goes like I'm fifty years old, and I go like, God damn, that's old. And then I go, Hey, I'm forty nine years old. Sounds young <laughs>
3: to me, you guys. But I know not for not for, for doing doing the shit that he's going to be doing. Ooh wee.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Murdoch is one of those guys. Like his style of death match is. He'll take everything you've got, right? <laughs> he almost just like wears you out just by getting his ass beat. And I mean, he'll take it, but then when it's time for him to give it, oh boy. You know. Yeah. And uh I'm gonna be ex- I'm gonna be as excited watching that match as I have been any wrestling match in years. So I can't wait.
3: Well, I'm going to try to squeeze it in. It's going to be if if, uh, Rob, Rod, and I pull off what we're hoping to, which is five reports for the weekend, That's going to be a busy weekend. Actually, it'll be six if I do Pro-South 2, so it'll be three from each of us. But I, I will, I'm go- if I don't see it over the weekend, I'm going to see it definitely, Those these tank matches, no doubt about it.
1: You know what? I'll say this. At least for the Tank John Wayne Murdoch show, I will write a report. There, I've said it out loud, so I have to do it. So okay. I'll All do right. the report. And then I'm All going to right. that um, Action Heroes and Villains show yeah. on Sunday.
3: So. You got a big one, too. Hey, you know, um, I'd ask Rob Rod if he could participate tonight. We were talking about the um, potential award nominees, and he couldn't because yeah. he has to work. And with only this short of time, I wonder if we'd best off just trying to punt, punt this down the road a couple of weeks and then see if we can get Rob Rod on and make him a little more of a panel discussion. What do you think about sure.
1: that? Sure, I think that'd be great. I think that'd be a great um, thing to do. Why don't we go ahead and do that?
3: Okay, and I will say he had he had one provocative comment when i said what about you do you have any thoughts you want to throw in he said well not so much right now because he he sees it either as the categories are so wide open it's hard to put people in or they're runaways mm. i thought was an interesting way to, an interesting thought but um we'll see where we're at in a, you know a couple weeks down the road which would put us what the uh 6th of july 6th of July, July
1: after another big wrestling weekend, it seems like everybody's doing a show that weekend. You'll have, you know, like I said, I was going to hold off discussion about the top 10 promotion list I'm going to do until after that weekend anyway, because, I mean, all the heavy hitters, right? You're going to have, you know, Southern Fry just did their big show of the year. Action's got a show coming up. You know, Southern Honor is going to have their show. So it's going to be humongous, and uh, oof, What a time, Larry! Can you believe we are here? One year ago, you and I were basically dragging Georgia wrestling <laughs> behind us, getting them, you know, trying to get them to intensive care. <laughs> and now, yeah. oh my God! There's right. more. There's more shows than you can count on two hands happening yeah. every weekend. It's bonkers. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, well, if we're gonna wrap it up, that's cool. What are you gonna? So, I know you're gonna cover two shows. Which two shows are you thinking of doing? Well, with
3: Rob Rod doing action, I'm gonna probably go to Rome for Larry Ooh. Um, and then probably Anarchy on uh, Saturday. That's the that's the tentative plan. I'd like to do Pro but I don't think I want to do that drive. So I think we'll do, I'll do Rome and, uh, and, uh, Anarchy. I'm curious cool. to see how they, how Lariato does on a return there with some different, uh, impact people, how this, how this plays out for them. I guess uh, yeah, I mean, Hankins, Hankins is running too on uh Friday night in, uh, Covington. So man, they're, it's every, this is all hands on deck this weekend.
1: Yeah. And I saw pro wrestling circuits doing their thing. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot. And, uh, you know, best wishes for everybody. I hope everybody's safe, and I hope everybody does really well. So, Cool. My God. 2021, and we're talking to Dan and Tank about they're headlining the biggest indie show that's going on. <laughs> what is this like? So. Super cool. Well, you know, as always, gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com. You always want to check them out. Um, That's that's where you're going to find the show reports, all the news that's fit to print, and, of course, my YouTube channel where I'm covering all kinds of insane stuff. And um, cool. Well, for Larry Goodman, I'm Stephen Platinum. Thank you so much to our guests, Dan and Tank. And we will see you guys in a couple of weeks for the tipping point.
3: We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio
4: Network.
3: Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you
2: for
1: your continued support.
0: plus.